Check, check, check. If you're in the sound of my voice, that means you're now tuned in to Chapter 67 of the Introverted Intuition Podcast. My name is Jeff, a.k.a. Petty Podcaster, a.k.a. Um, a, a fan of this dude that got in front of me today, uh, another guest. Um, I came across his work through the the fucking trenches of fucking, so not trenches social media, it was on the forefront. Uh, a photo that went viral, I think I saw it on Complex, of Travis Scott and Kendrick Lamar. Was that at MSG, was it? Yeah, second day of MSG. Fuck, that photo was amazing, man. And I, I immediately had to find this dude and get him in for an interview and pick, pick into his brain a bit. Um, introduce, introduce, yeah, introduce yourself to the people. Uh, what's up, guys? My name is uh, Nicholas Watkin, or Nick Watkin. Edit that out. <laughs> um, you guys it, you guys can find me at, um, at Nick WNYC on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter, it has the... The underscore on it but yeah thank you for coming man welcome to the show thank you thank you uh so i guess your title is photographer or is it just creative or something um, else i don't know it's it's a lot um photographer videographer slash person that works in the music business sometimes okay slash like a whole bunch of other stuff so it it, it ranges but it, it's fun sometimes Hmm. And you mentioned uh, prior to coming on the mics, so you've done podcasts before, not really interviews. Yeah, I haven't done interviews before. This Which, is, this is like kind of weird for me. Yeah, yeah, it, it's fun, but it's it's also weird because it's a new experience. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hopefully, we'll, it gets less weird as time goes on. Yeah. But um, for stars, I want to ask, how has twenty eighteen been for you overall? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's been. I would say it's been the best year of my life. Because yeah. last year was. The most painful year of my life. So, this year I graduated college. Congrats! Thank you. Um, did my second second semester of my internship um, at Atlantic Records. Uh, whew, what else? Shot numerous amounts of concerts. Shot numerous amount of festivals, whether it be Panorama, the greatest day ever. Um, what else? Camp Flognog. I was actually supposed to be out in LA right now for Rolling Loud. Well, what happened with that? Uh, <laughs> financial. Oh, okay, okay. You know how it gets sometimes when 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 you're it's around holiday season and you're in like a tight tight budget. Yeah, and fucking the fight prices go up around this time too. Oh, though, like tremendously for no reason. I was looking at the because they sent it to me last minute. They sent it to me actually yesterday. So. The only time I would have been able to get out there is if I got the flight the same time they emailed me and headed out there, like, right after I got off of work. Mm. No bags, no nothing. No camera equipment either. Damn. So, um, they hit me last minute, and then I was looking at the prices. It was, like, $500 for a one-way. I was like, I'm not doing this shit. Who hits you specifically about that? Um, editors. Um, the editor that I went through uh, for DJ Booth, he hit me up. He was like, yo, you got approved. Um, if you can go, go. If you can't, don't worry about it. Um, the tickets done like wrong out. It's who they are. Yeah. It's gonna go to somebody. Nobody is really worried about it. Um excuse me. Um but yeah. And right now I have like a shit ton of artist PR and managers hit me up for like 
interviews, even though they know I'm a photographer. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like looking at the emails, I'm like sulking because I could have been out real loud right now Aww. in LA in good weather and just enjoying myself. But I'm, I'm happy I'm here right now. Cool, cool, cool. So I like to like set a timeline for the people right quick. Let's go to the past, back to when you were younger. <clears throat> How did you get into photography? Did you have a camera growing up, one of those like... Uh, fake toy cameras and then you got into real ones like um how'd you get into this this lifestyle i had i had it like i remember vividly i had this little yellow this big yellow pokemon one and couldn't really take photos it was like something that it was like a like a mock camera i would say um my mom got it for me when i was younger um it was it was fun i used it for like probably about like six months and then just threw it to the side mm-hmm. you know like when we we're kids our attention span is like really 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 short yeah mine's still currently but yeah <laughs> um but yeah it threw it to the side and then um my grandmother got a camera and she was telling us like because we all used to go to christmas at our house and we would spend the time with her um she told us like if anybody wants the camera just it's here for you guys mm-hmm. so comes along like this is like when i was six when i had that pokemon camera and like i would take like take these little disposable cameras that my mom had and just take photos with it like randomly that not like consistently but just like randomly right um and then we in like 2011 my grandmother passed away and we had to like clean out her apartment and we found the camera finally so when we found the cam, the camera is like a Canon TXI or something like that. Some like super, super, super old shit from like 2005. I'm not familiar with cameras, but that sounds old. <laughs> it's, it, it's, I was looking it up. It was like a camera from 2005. Wow. Okay. So think about it 2005 to 2011. I mean, yeah. T- yeah, 2011. So that's like a six year gap. Yeah. And, you know, camera equipment's like modernized and like advanced all the time. So, it I I finally picked it up and like, cause we took it back home with us. There was times where I was just like playing with it. It wasn't until like 2014 where I actually picked up the camera and just started shooting random stuff. So I remember, me I had a, a couple of friends that went to Hofstra. So whenever they have like these, I think it was called Fall Fest or something like that. Okay. They would have artists come out and just like throw concerts and stuff like that. Um, I remember the first, first quote unquote concert I shot was a T-Pain concert. I had like my camera on me. My friends were like, Nick, if you're going to do it, just do it. Photos came out shitty. Oh, okay. It was bad. Um, yeah, it was bad. (laughs) T-Pain. What what was he even performing around that time? I mean, you can't even think. This was like 2015. This was the year before they graduated. No, this, that, that same, cause it was 2015, 2016. My friends graduated, so this was September 2015. I want to say okay, and he was performing. Um, of course, the hits, but the like, hits. But he, you know how like when artists start to come back, trying to like build their name back up. Yeah, maybe that track with Bob up and down or something like that. Maybe he that performed. Was... He performed that. He had his like his hype man there. I forgot what other songs, but it was just like it was just reeling off the hits, and the crowd was into it. But you know, how, like when crowds was just like yeah 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 that's what it was and then we went back to the dorm 
and then Kesh came out, and I was just like, I'm not bringing my camera for this shit. Hmm. Didn't bring it. Kesha actually did really, really, really good, which is kind of weird because... Never heard anyone say that before. Th- that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, it, it, and the her whole performance was weird. I'm just like, this is this is, would not be a good picture at all. Mm-hmm. So... It like picked sporadically picked up the camera from there the from like 2015 2016 didn't really shoot consistently, mm-hmm. um, and then 27 2016 I got a job and I was finally able to buy the can- the first camera I got. Which one was that? Do you remember? Um, a Canon T6. Okay. Uh, basic package. Um, came with two lenses, a telephoto, and then just the regular lens that it comes with, and. It was just like okay, cool. Twenty, I finally got it in twenty seventeen because I ordered it around this time. Last um, in twenty uh, twenty sixteen, it came January or February of like twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty seventeen, and then I did some. I like it was snow randomly in like a March, mm-hmm. and I just went decided let me just go to Central Park and see what see what the fuck is going on. Shot some. Like little landscape photos, people actually liked it. This was like the first time I actually put anything on the internet and anything like that. People liked it. I was like, all right, cool. This this would be good. Then this is why I say like this is the most painful year of my life. Right. I got hit by a car. When I say I got hit by a car, I flew. So got hit, flew. Laptops in my bag. Everything's in my bag except for my camera. And I was on my way to school. So, get hit, and then, like, everything just starts to spiral. Back pain, neck pain. Um, it wasn't until this year I found out what my what exactly my injuries were. Uh, but that's at a later day. And then it dawned on me when I was in the hospital, and I was just like, if you're going to buy a camera, you might as well take this thing seriously because you just got hit by a car. Yeah. Nothing is... Ever guaranteed. You could have lost your life right there, and then what, what's going to happen? You have a camera that your mom has to pay off, or you're going to have to, or somebody's going to have to pay off. Yeah. So it was just like go. Um, went to um, a friend's like little event. Um, her name is Brianna T. She she throws like events all over the city. Um, last year she threw an anti lemonade event, so it would combine anti. Um, Brianna, uh, Rihanna's album and Beyonce's yeah. album, and it was like an art exhibit. It was really fucking cool. That sounds sick. Dancers, paint, like live painting. They have art there. They have a fire DJ there, and it's just like a, a cultural mix of just like black people just like going there and celebrating art, the album and the paintings that these painters painted. Um, and then. I was speaking to one of my friends. His name is Funny Julius on Twitter. And he was like, Nick, if you're going to do this... Because I was talking to him. And he was like, I recognize you from somewhere. I was like, yeah. Like, you're Funny Julius on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, I'm Nick. Mm-hmm. He was like, if you're going to do... If you're going to take photography seriously, just do it. Just go all in. And around that time, it was like concerts popping up left, right, and center. I forgot the first concert that I actually brought my camera with me and snuck it in with me. And this this is like before I had like press passes, before I had like access to anything. Yeah, I think it was. Hold on, I have to go back. It into was the, it was out here in the city. It was. 
Yeah, it was out here in the city. Okay. I rarely travel outside the city to go <laughs> to concerts now. But you wanted to go to fucking Rolling Loud <laughs> this weekend. Um, Here's the thing about it. They were going to, well, I would have to pay my way out there too, but it was like, th- this is like after everything. This oh, is like okay. when I got my connection and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the first concert like I ever brought my camera with me to was Kendrick's Damn Tour. And I'm like on the other side of the stadium. So like think about, say the stage is over there. Okay. I'm like at the other end of the stadium. But you still have a nice view of the stage. Yeah. I still have a nice view of the stage. Although there was this big, tall motherfucker that just did not want to fucking move. There's always one of those. Yeah. Yeah. And I shot it and... I was looking back at the photos. I'm like, eh. And I, was, I just decided, you know what? Let me just post a couple of them. Posted them. It got some retweets. And then the TDE uh, Twitter account po- like reposted it, like retweeted it. I'm like, oh, okay. This shit is real. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so this is like all within like two months span. So the, From the accident till net. No, no, no. Oh, no. So uh, this is the this, this two month span is what I'm talking about right now. Okay. So it was Kendra concert, and then I had brought tickets to Panorama because Frank Ocean was performing, mm-hmm. and he was like the one person I wanted to see perform ever. So I had to find a way to sneak my camera in, and it just so happened that my homeboy from work was there, and he was like, "Yo, if you want to bring your camera in, just give me your lens. I'll I'll take you. Uh, you take your body." They can't say anything because it doesn't have a lens, number one. Number two, I, it's just a lens in my bag. So he went through one side. I went through another and got the camera in. And you're not supposed to have a camera at, like, these festivals or anything like that. Yeah. Unless you have, like, a photo pass. I imagine. Which is fucked up because people have cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of weird. But they're, like, no professional cameras. I'm like, all right, cool. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm going to just do this shit on my own. Um, Went there, shot. Um, this girl, Jamila, uh, Jamila, Jamila Woods, Isaiah Rashad, Solange, MGMT, and a couple other people. But the ones that, like, everybody loved the most was the Frank Ocean photos. Mm. And, like, I held on to them so long, for so long. And they posted, Complex actually posted it, too. This was, like, last year, July. But they posted it under somebody else's name. So I was just like, nah, it's not going to happen. And that's part of the reason why I wanted you here, because I feel these photos go around the Internet so many times and the artists don't ever get the credit, like the ones who actually took the yeah. shit. So that's why I wanted you to like come here and own your shit, because you take some great photos from what I've seen. Yeah. And then um, I, I had to like file a copyright claim to get it taken down. And then after that, I shot Cole, J. Cole at Barclay for your for the for your eyes totally tour. And I had like I had like decent seats. I didn't I didn't want to say I had good seats, mm-hmm. but I got I shot them. And then Dreamville, but this whole thing comes full circle later on. Yeah, yeah. Um, shot a couple other concerts like randomly, whether it be uh, Black. Um, there was a couple others, but the J Cole photos and the Kendrick photos got me my internship at Atlantic. Um, my boss. My old boss, he saw them. He was like, wait, you take photos too? Because during an interview, we're not like talking about like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about like what I can actually do, um, what the expectations are. 
And I was like, I'm a photographer too on the side. It's like this, it, it doesn't have anything to do with this. But I just wanted to let you know, like, if you have any work that you guys need done mm-hmm. for free, I'll do it. Because I'm like a person that really wants to like get into the music business. Because that was my dream from like when I was younger. Got it. And then just stuff started to happen slowly but surely, slowly but surely. Shot um, Chance the Rapper at Forest, uh, Forest Hills. Shot Vic Mensa at um, Bowery. And then it was like a couple other people back and forth, back and forth. And everybody was like, okay, cool. Mm. And then this year happened. And I think DJ Booth hit me up. And they were like, we want to use your photo on the website for Frank Ocean and Vic Mensa. Like, do we have authorization? I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Because, like, you never think that somebody that you grew up reading, like the blog that you grew up reading, would actually use your work. And they give you your credit, right? Yeah, they okay. give you my credit. They, like every single article they put, they list the uh, the photographer in the byline photo credit, whether it be me, um, somebody or somebody else. Yeah. And they were like, if you ever want to work with us or or have access to like concerts and stuff like that, just hit us up. We'll we'll get you access. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> of course, yeah, hell yeah. Um, used it very sparingly, like the beginning of this year, um, and then. I think Ty Dolla Sign had a concert, and I got in through my boss because they wouldn't let anybody in for photo- like photo- photographers. And because he's signed to Atlantic, Ty signed to Atlantic, it was just like, hmm. it was like really fast. And then had shot him, and then, then I got approved. Like I hit DJ Booth up a long time ago for like Panorama, uh, Greatest Day Ever. Yeah. And a couple other festivals, and then everything, everything just start, started happening. I got approved, I graduated. I got approved, and then I shot. Who would I shoot? Full circle story, actually. Um, I'm going off timeline now. The reason why I say it comes full circle with Dreamville, Cause mm-hmm. um, who signed to Dreamville, yes. he was back, he was in New York because he was going to release his album. And one of his actual manager hit me up, hit my homeboy up, and my homeboy hit me up. It was like, "Yo, you free this weekend? Like, Kaz needs a photographer and a videographer for this week because he's releasing an album soon." I was like, "Yeah, I'm down." <laughs> and then, uh, like we're taking photos, and then the uh, the social media guy for Dreamville and like designer and everything. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. He, he they introduced me to him. He was like, "Wait, well, let me see your work." I like showed him the cold photo. He was like, "Wait, you're the one who took these photos?" Like we actually posted him on the uh, the Dreamville Instagram page a long time ago. I'm like, "No fucking way!" <laughs> Look, go, scroll all the way back to like August of 2017, and yeah. I see it. I'm like, "Oh shit!" And then the relationship was built there, and then ironically enough. There was there was a couple of events that they wanted me to shoot. They had me. They wanted me to shoot Dreamville Fest before it got canceled because of the hurricane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like one of those things where we're just always in the same area. The relationship was built there, and like they wanted me to go on tour with Kaz, but I had like a, an assignment at Atlantic to do, and they were like, "It's either this or this." So you had to choose the assignment, at Atlantic. I had to because one. 
touring is not like guaranteed. Like sometimes you're not. Sometimes you might you may get paid, you may not. So I just wanted to like have something stable, and because I always aspired to be working in the music business mm-hmm. in any type of like capacity, it was like I would rather go for something that can build a long term like job. Yeah. Than anything else. You don't think that relationship would like would have bridged that gap in a way too? It would have. But it even also, if you weren't getting paid, I mean. Yeah, too. even if I wasn't getting paid, I still would have done it in a heartbeat again. Going back in hindsight, but that opportunity gave me another opportunity because um of who was who I was assisting. I was assisting one of the um legendary ARs who founded Eminem and Fifty Cent. This is like really wild. So it was just like, wait, was that your assignment? Yeah. Oh shit. Assistant. Oh, oh yeah. shit. Okay. And then it was just like assisting him going to a recast and get content. Yeah. Both sounds so good. Yeah, both <laughs> sounds so good. And I was just like, you know what? I'm a I'm gonna stick with this for right now. Mm-hmm. And then later on, if that pops up back again, just jump on it. Mm. So it was that, and then. I don't know. Have you? Do you follow Nipsey Hustle? Um, not really. Not really. So this is actually really cool. Um, he came to the office. They actually announced that he was gonna. He was signed to Atlantic for like years, and nobody knew. Um, he came to the office. I asked his like product manager because this is like her first project that she did. Okay. Um, if I can shoot shoot him in the office, like take pictures of him in the office and everything. And then did that, come to find out, he hits me back. His manager just hit me back later. It was like, yo, can we use the photo for, like, tours and, like, promo assets and stuff like that? I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't care. Like, it's it's Nipsey, one of the, one, of, one of my favorite artists. Best out, One of the best albums of the year. Yeah. Can't deny that. So when he announces his tour, he used the photo I took of him in the office for his tour flyer. It's like a side profile of his face with his hat on. Mm. And I was just like, oh, shit. This is, like, really cool. Um, And then just, like, stuff started to happen. I got my photo used for single artwork, shot. Wait, uh, single artwork for Nipsey? No. no, oh. no, no, no. Imagine. Oh, shit. I'd be I'd be hyped. I was about no. to say, like, where's that hat? Pull that up right now. Um, It was for this artist's cranium, like. Okay. From time to time, Atlantic asked me to come and be like behind the scenes photographer for them mm-hmm. on like video shoots and stuff like that. So one of the photos I actually took of him, they used it for a single artwork. Um, and then just like, like I said, from Panorama, Greatest Day Ever, um, Can't Flog Nog, and just all these other concerts and stuff like that. It was it was like crazy. How much of this have you actually gotten paid for? It sounds like you got most of this just for experience and zero. Okay, I, that's what it sounded like. Zero, but and it doesn't. It still sounds like beneficial in a way. Yeah, like way more. Yeah, and money. for me, it's not about getting paid because at the end of the day, money will come. Yeah, and my dad, my mom, and dad are like really on me about getting a job soon, and I'm just like I'm number one. I'm looking. Like it's hard to get a job in the music business. Yeah. Or any entertainment business, and I'm like I'm actively I'm telling them I'm actively looking, but this thing can benefit me and us in the long run. So you guys just have to let me do it. Is there like some conflict? Like they don't really see the vision as clear as you do, and you got to go back and forth with that. So, or do they fully believe in what you're trying to do? In the beginning, no. 
So when they were t- when they were telling me asking me like why am I going to all these concerts like what is the end game for this they were like I was telling them like excuse me it may not make money for me right now but at the end of the day it will and I kept telling them that and then the Frank Ocean uh, Ocean photo happened they were like okay we'll we'll see it. we see it yeah yeah but not fully yet and then. A couple other photos started to pop off, and they were like, okay, we see it. We see it a little bit more. And then it wasn't until the me going out to me shooting uh, Panorama wasn't, it was the first time that they actually were like, okay, he can actually do something with this. Let's, let's lay off of him. Yeah. But they're still on me, like, having like a, a quote unquote backup plan. But I, for one, don't believe in backup plans because. If you're not fully like going towards what you want, then what's what's the point of it? That's a fact. Yeah, and you it seems like you set out for this to be your your career passion years ago. Uh, kinda, yeah. sort of, kinda. I mean, if you became more confident with it as you've seen like the fruits of your labor, but yeah. when you picked up that camera again, like I feel like that was the, the defining moment. Like post yeah. post accident, and yeah. These people telling you if you're gonna go do it, go all in, like. And from uh, like, uh, are you fully confident doing this now? Like, it isn't like sometimes no. So I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes no because it gets discouraging. Um, not because you're not like allowed access to these concerts, but because you don't see the fruits of your labor almost immediately. Yeah, like I'm the type of person that rather that would rather build the foundation than just like willy-nilly just bullshit and just pop off really quick and then just like have nothing stable at the bottom of it right which some of these guys do but also these guys have connections into like these big artists and artists is just like all right cool come on tour with me we'll pay you this much amount we're we're definitely in like uh different um forms of entertainment but i've learned through podcasting i have to connect with as many people as possible relationships or everything Mm -hmm. So what I see, what you're doing, I would love that. I would love those connections. So I feel you're benefiting, but just not financially. I, I see that coming as long as you continue to build relationships yeah. and keep in contact and be consistent with these people. Yeah. So, it, like, it, it's fun. Like, and then, do you want to talk about the Travis photos now? Um, yeah, let's go. So I saw that all over the internet, Complex on Instagram specifically, and how does that happen? Like, is there like a, how do you see that moment happening and have the timing to like take a shot? Like any photo in general, like because I feel like photographers have a certain eye, a third eye, if you might, might want to say, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so first off, didn't have a photo pass. I brought these tickets when I was on that assignment for Atlantic. Okay. And I was just like, all right, cool. We, we, we gonna buy these tickets. We gonna die in this concert. Um, when I got back from LA from Camp Flognog, I was sick as shit. Mm. Like I had, I think I had either bronchitis or walking pneumonia, and I was still sick till from uh, till the concert. Shit. So think about that. Camp Flognog was the beginning of November. November. Yeah. That's four or five weeks. That whole time span of me being sick and trying to get over it. And then I told myself if I was not better by the day of I would sell my ticket oh wow Set the night before I was still like feeling like shit I was like fuck I'm gonna have to sell these tickets woke up perfectly fine I'm like 
fuck, now I have to do this shit. <laughs> and like the whole day, I'm nervous as hell. And I'm just like, all right, cool. If this is going to happen, no, no matter what. Um, met a couple, couple of my friends there. Um, they were they were going ape shit. And think about this. I have a, this big ass bag on me. Yeah. I have a two thousand dollar camera in my hand, and I'm fucking raging. <laughs> You're doing all that at once. All that at once. Sober. Yeah, sober. Okay, cool. And my friends are just like, "You're wild for doing this shit. You're wild for raging right now." At, like during intermissions between. Uh, Sheck West, Trippy, and Gunna. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was like, was that like a Saturday or was that Friday's day? No, this was actually a Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Oh, okay. Middle of the week, raging, <laughs> camera in my hand, have to go to work the next day from like 7 a.m. to like 7 p.m. I mean, I get you have to bring your camera everywhere, but to rage with it too, like, I mean, yeah. obviously there's nowhere to put it, but you bold. And <laughs> you fucking bold for that. Then Travis came on. So me and my friends finessed our way to like the front because we knew what stage he was going to be on at first. How'd you get your camera in though? Like, did you do the whole swap the body and lens thing again? So that's confidential information. I can't tell anybody that because <laughs> oh, here we go. I don't want people to, to use my trick, but I, I just have a way. I'll tell you off camera. Okay. Yeah. I'm very interested. So what happened was got it in. They're like, just whatever. Travis came on. We knew what stage he was going to be on. He was going to be on the second stage with like the little round roller coaster. Soon as he pops up, fucking madness. I'm like, I have my camera on my head, over my head, <laughs> shooting him. You don't know break. what you getting. Don't no. I I knew what I was getting, but I didn't know exactly how good it was. Okay. So the like everything happens. I posted a couple of the photos of me on with him on that actual stage, and they actually came out perfect. Exactly how I wanted him to come out. Then he moves over to the other stage. So, th- like, think about it. He's performing Mamacita, um, Stargazing, Carousel. Fuck, what else? Way back. Just all the bangers on the stage B. That's really posted. all he has, in my opinion. Oh, <laughs> let's get this clear. He has a lot more than that. And then, From what I see of Travis, I don't know. I see the, the raging shit. Like, I don't see any. Coffee Bean was the chillest song I ever heard by him. And I'm not a biggest fan, but so I've been to a couple of his concerts before. No camera, no nothing, just fucking going off. Yeah. Though. Oh, I missed the perfect the 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 full circle thing. Going back to twenty, he was he was performing at the um the New York Expo Center, same venue that they have uh, Greatest Day Ever, and all these other festivals that they have. Okay. It's in the Bronx, actually, and. He had a, like a Halloween show. Shit didn't start till damn near eleven o'clock. So just think about it. You have probably in line for like four hours, three hours already. Yeah, and then so it don't even start till you get inside. When you, you get inside, it don't even start till we get inside. So just think about this. You have so the line where we were in line, it was by the gate. So it was like just outside, but. It was like a mass of people, about like 200, 300 people all in one small area. Mm. And we're starting to get anxious because it's like, yo, open up the gates. We want to get inside. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, we see a gallon of water fly. <laughs> I'm like, shit. Shit's about to go down. Fuck. 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 Fuck me. And then um, 
just start wowing fucking gallons of piss. The fuck? Yeah. Somebody threw a gallon of piss up in the air. I'm not going to no Travis show, man. Fuck that. No, no, no. <laughs> this, this is how wild it was. Somebody threw a gallon of piss in the air. It didn't drop on anybody. This shit just, everybody saw it. It was like, oh, <laughs> a circle opened up. Shit just dropped. Everybody, Everybody's like, fine. And then somebody threw a gallon, of, like a, a a cart of like juice. Like, you know that um, Tropicana has that strawberry pineapple or something like juice? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Somebody threw that shit up in there. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Niggas is impatient. Yeah, basically. And then we're everybody's raging, singing Travis songs outside the show. And then people playing it from their phone or some shit. They're playing it from a speaker. Oh, okay. I don't know how the fuck they got a speaker there, but hey. Travis fucking fans. Okay. Um, and then gate burst open. Somebody burst the gate open. And we just saw like a full rush and then boom. I'm like, shit. I grabbed all my friends and was like, stay your ass here because they're going to kick us out. <laughs> <laughs> we all stayed there. They sent everybody that ran in out mm. to, to the back of the line. So I'm like, all right, cool. This is our chance. We get in. We're like, I, we get in. I'm like third row, and then madness just starts happening. Virgil comes on. Um, he's like the only other headliner. So just think about him playing uh, Life of Pablo hits. Mm. Um, just shit, shit that just would ring off, like for the young kids. And then, unknowingly enough, that my friends didn't bring this up to me until like after, like when we we're at the Travis School for this show for this year. Sheck West was there. He performed. He performed Live, Die, Sheck West and Mo Bamba. At that Travis show? At that Travis show. Nobody knew who the fuck he was. I thought he just popped. I mean, he popped, but like I didn't know he was No, he he like around. He was around. Mixtape circuit, all that shit. Okay. He was around. And we didn't know that. And then Travis show starts happening. I'm like in the front. So big mosh pit. Camera still in my hand. Yeah. I had my friend next to me because all my other friends was just like all the way in the back. And they were just like, Nick, you're staying next to me. We ain't losing nobody. Mm. I lost them a long time ago. <laughs> and still had a bag on my back. And I'm just shooting. I just, a couple of photos, just like, I hated all of them from that show. And then this show, it was just like, I love all of them. So that's the full circle moment. Travis and Sheck West being there in the same, I guess, same venue. The same venue, yeah. Same, okay. Same venue. Same, no, well, not not same venue, but almost like oh, years apart, basically. You, and the fact that it's the same artist is kind of crazy. Yeah, too. yeah. And then so raging, he gets through like his set. He's got his last two songs. So his last two songs were Goosebumps and uh, Sicko Mode. He starts performing Goosebumps. I'm looking at Chase B. The DJ? This is DJ. Mad cool. I met him before. He's mad, at least like the chillest person ever. And he's, he's signaling to somebody like next to him. <laughs> I'm like, wait. And this is like, I think he was performing um, Skeletons. And then I'm like, hold up. He's like, he's signaling to somebody. And Travis is signaling to him. And like, I'm like, oh shit, something's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna bring out Drake or some like something. Mm-hmm. Goosebumps starts happening. I'm like, all right, he's going off. 
all of a sudden you hear Kendrick's part, and then you hear see you hear Kendrick, and everybody's like his little ass running out on stage, going crazy. <laughs> I had my camera in my hand, and I'm like, this is my time. <laughs> this is the time where I get everything done now, mm-hmm. and just start shooting. I think, <clears throat> I think, like two third, like two thirds of the way through the song, I finally look at the camera. I'm like, oh shit, I got some bangers. <laughs> and then it's that last little hook part where they just started going ape shit with the Travis and, and Kendrick right next to each other. Yeah. And they just started jumping. And I'm like, this is my time. Go, go. Just shoot, just shoot, just shoot, just shoot, just shoot. I'm actually surprised my camera wasn't focused because this whole time I'm like raging. And shooting at the same time. I was going to ask, like, that's such an iconic moment. Like, were you, you were still present in that moment, enjoying what's going on? I was still present. still working? And still working. How, was, how do you maintain that? Because um, you have to have some level of focus to get the nice shot. I, I imagine. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you have to. But it's uh, for me, it's like, for one, I live in the moment almost every day. Because it's like, you never know when something's going to be taken away from you. Right. So, I joke around with a lot of people. I crack jokes on them, but also when they want to be serious, I'm serious with them because you have you have to live in the moment. Like I said, nothing is ever promised. Right. So for me, working and staying in the moment, was it really dawned on me when I saw Frank. It was just like, this might not ever happen again. Let me get these shots and enjoy at the same time. And every time I've been to like festivals and stuff like this, it was just like, let me enjoy it. Let me like fully like dive in and just like enjoy it. Yeah. So seeing that, it was just crazy because I'm like, I'm not expecting anybody to come out because the first first night he was going crazy and my friends were there. And. They're like, he's not gonna bring anybody out. He didn't bring anybody out for this show, uh, for the first show. Yeah, yeah. Second show. That shit was incredible. I didn't even think it was gonna pop off like that. I posted it on Twitter and I posted it on, on Instagram. Do you tag like these companies or you just put it out to the world and people pick it up? So at first, um, I don't think I did, because when I posted it, it was just like Okay, I'm just posting this. Like yeah, yeah. I, I like immediately got it off my cam, got it off my camera and just posted it, willy nilly. And then my homeboy h- hits me up, and I was like, "Yo, this is legendary. I'm gonna send it to Complex because he knows somebody in there." I'm like, "All right, cool, fuck it." Sure. I'm, I'm not expecting anything of it. And then, hot, uh, our generation, um, our generation music hits me up. He was like, "Yo, can we use the photo?" Yeah, sure. Cool. Mm. Revolt hits me up. Revolt TV hit me up. It was like, can we use a photo? Yeah, cool. And then it wasn't until, I think, the next day that Complex posted it. And I thoroughly lost my shit because, (laughs) like I said, it's a full circle thing because you take a photo of Frank and it goes viral like it did last year. Mm -hmm. And then you take a photo of Travis and Kendrick just wilding out and it it still goes viral. Like, for me, it's like, one of those full circle moments. And you enjoy these people, you enjoy these media outlets you grew up on, and that has to be insane too. Yeah, because you're just like, you're never thinking that because you take a photo, it's going to go viral. Yeah. For me, it's like, 
number one, it's the art of it, the angle I'm getting, and just like the moment I'm capturing. I'm curious. When these companies are asking you for these photos, can you charge them? Can you be like, yo, uh, yeah, but for $300? So you can only charge them if they're using it for an article. Then you can license the photo out to them. Okay. But if they're not using it for an article, because they mainly just get their, the photos that they use for articles off Getty. Oh. Right. Yeah, they just purchased the licensing rights to it for a couple of, for like how many ever weeks they want to use it for. And then just, just use it. For, like, social media stuff, you can't really charge anybody for it. Yeah. But I guess, but you own it, it's technically. So yeah. It's you, like, basically, I'm licensing, I'm I'm allowing them to use it. If they don't credit me for the photo, I get to take it down, mm. do a copyright claim. So, funny enough, um, Bleacher Report Kicks actually posted the photo and didn't tag me at it at first. So I was like... Yo, can you guys tag me? I took the photo. You guys are actually using the photo. And then it hit my... Like, it it didn't hit me till like, last minute that my homeboy actually works with Bleacher Report. Yeah. Until, like, after I sent the, the request in, that he was like, yo, you should have hit me up. I'm like, my bad. I hit, I hit you up last minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. You could have just edited that shit really quick for me. Hmm. But he was like, it's fine. Next time, just let me know. And then, yeah, it's like, these photos, they're like art to me. They don't. They they mean a lot to me, but they're, they're at the end of the day, they're art. You want to share that art with everyone. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care if I get paid for it as yet. I don't care if like they the artist posted or anything like that. I care about the art of it. Mm. Most people care about people posting their photos, people liking their photos, and all this other shit. For me, it's like if an outlet sees it and is like, okay, we want to post it. Cool. I'm not like it's ex- it's exciting, but for me, it's like posting it and sharing it with the world so like when you're in the editing room after going over or whatever like looking at all these photos how do you know like this is the one i want to put out to the world like i'm sure you got a lot of dope shots from that night but how do you yeah. know that was the one um it was you just you just go off of it like sometimes there'd be a blurry photo but it looks cool yeah i don't i don't i hate blurry photos i hate them so much i don't they're know art, they're kind of artsy some of they're, them. they're kind of artsy some of them but not all of them um and then you just like you go off of the feel of it. You so like that whole night, I took like sixteen thousand shots. Six, no, sixteen hundred shots. Shit. Between Sheck West, Trippy, Gunner, and Travis. Travis had the most. And it was just like, let me go through it slowly. So I'm going through like the first half of it when he's on stage B. I'm like, banger, 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 because I'm like I'm like directly right in front of him. Yeah. And he sees me, but he doesn't want to look in the camera. And then I like go onto stage. He goes onto the main stage and have shots of like the the um the pyrotechnics, the fireworks yeah. coming down, the sparkles. And then you just go off the feel of it. Sometimes you, when you uh when you first see it, it doesn't look good. But when you start to edit it, start to bring down like the exposure, start to bring out like Shadows bring out the black, bring out the the whites in it, bring out the clarity of it. Right, it starts to look a lot better. So I think there was one photo. It was a photo of him like walking away with the with the fire coming, coming up. up, and with the Astro World shirt, like with the Astro World thing on the back. I hated that photo when I first took it. Like when I first looked at it, I was like, I hate this shit because mm-hmm. I'm looking for like one where it's just like the fire is like fully up. And he's just like 
<laughs> some <laughs> evil demonic shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that photo. I'm like, all right, this has potential. Edit it. Boom. Everybody loves it. There, there's one of him of him performing sickle mode. I just recently posted that one, and it's just the the child throwing up the green shit in the back. Yeah, him just wilding. I see. When you speak about these photos that you take and you edit, it seems like you're really passionate about it. And yeah. what I've seen, you're really good at it. Yeah. Now, do you? What about other photographers who just who label themselves as one who take shit off their foot, uh, iPhone and get their shit? How do you feel about those people? Like, who label themselves as photographers, but just use their cell phone or, I don't know. Like, I mean. The I, fake ones, I guess. Honest to God, um, when I was at the Black concert a couple of weeks ago, I did take a couple of dope shots on my phone. I'm not going to lie. Because I didn't have my camera on me and I didn't want to bring it with me. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm going to a show. I like, this is the first show I actually want to enjoy. Because I've shot Black before and I know his team and management. So, like, anytime. Like I wanted to shoot him. If I wanted to shoot him, I can just like be like, "Yo, can I shoot him?" And whenever he's in town or wherever, like he may just happen to be in the city I'm in. You're cool, with, like his management. Like I think his name is Justice and all that shit. Not not them particularly, okay. but like his his merch guy and everything like that. The te- like the LVR team. I know a couple of people in the building, so it's just like they can put in a good word for me, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we know this kid. Dope. Cool." And. Like I, my opinion on those type those type of people who call, call themselves quote unquote photographers, it's like you're you're only as good as your eye. Mm. So one person I know who has transitioned into like an iPhone photographer is John Manning. If you don't know who he is, he shot DMX. He shot the cover of the Black Album and. The, the cover of Blueprint mm. of Jay-Z. He shot the Dark and Hell is Hot album cover. He shot... I want to meet this fucking guy. Holy shit. Those are my favorite albums. Literally just named them. Literally, he's one of... He's actually the most legendary photographer I I know. Besides Ray VB and, and all these other guys. Him, to me, he's, he's the pinnacle. Yeah. Because he knows how to do it. Whether he has a digital camera on him, film camera, or an actual like iPhone, mm-hmm. so I I've been to a couple of his talks and he did one for it's not Sebastian Michael, um, it was some artist from Atlantic and he did like a little like iPhone gallery with them, and it was really cool because he only used the iPhone and he know how to edit well. And he knows how to use the portrait mode well. Right. And he just did one recently with um, Liliki47. It's this artist from RCA who is, like, super dope. She wears a mask on her face, but the lyrical capacity of her is, like, incredible. I'm going to have to check her out. And just seeing how he did it and how he does his work is incredible from, like, the old days up until now. And everybody across the industry knows him. Whether it be an executive to an average fan, you know who who is what his photos are. Right. Once you see it. And like you just like I said, it has to deal with your eye. Some people can do it, some people can't. Some people will just take a regular photo and be like, Oh, cool, this looks cool. And post it. And it sometimes it goes viral. And other times 
there's an art- artistic design to it. And most people don't get that because they're like, they're not interested in that. Yeah. They're just interested in getting the photo out. But you focus on like angles and lighting angles, and all that. Angles, lighting, all that shit. That, that's, I think that's what separates a lot of people, a lot of photographers. Do you have like a certain tick that if something's not right, it makes you mad? Is it a certain, do you hate like angles more? Do you angles have to be like perfect or opposed to like lighting? Like what's one thing about a photo that you look for first? If it's not right, it ticks you off. Um, it has to be in focus. I don't care what <laughs> anybody says. <laughs> Out of focus photos are fucking terrible. Yeah. Whether it be, in, in videos too, if they're out of focus, they look garbage. Sometimes it looks good. Like for certain directors, yeah, you, you can do the rack focus and focus the uh, the, uh, the person in. Right. But if it looks garbage, it just looks fucking garbage. I'm going to tell you straight up. Mm. Um, another thing that, that ticks me off is if, like, they don't edit it well. Like sometimes I've seen, I, I've criticized a couple of friends and be like, yo, you could have edited this way better. Mm. But- it's my critique of them, and they they appreciate that. And most people, most of my photographer friends appreciate that that I'm open and willing to be like, yo, you could do this a lot better than this. And they go back and do it, and they're like, okay, yeah, I see what you were talking about. Yeah, this looks like, this looks a lot better. And yeah, it's just in focus and editing. That's that's the two main focuses of mine. I feel like it's like. Uh, I've never edited a photo before, but I, I, recently when I went out the country, I went to Barcelona uh, in September and, and Paris in February. I feel like I took some pretty good photos, but I never actually sat down to actually edit them. It's it, honest, God. If you go on the photo app on your phone, yeah, it's really easy to edit. You just look at the photo, press edit, everything pops up for you. It's don't look go for the filter one. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like one where it has like three lines and it has color, uh, light, and black and white. You can edit the photo straight from there. You don't have to do anything else. And I bring that up mostly because these photos I've taken were off my iPhone. I don't own an actual camera. So why do you choose to have an actual camera when these iPhone cameras are getting just as good, just as clear? And you already own a phone, so it's kind of cheaper, too. Um, For, like, a nostalgia purposes? or No. So for me, it's about the getting the best quality photo. Doesn't matter if... If it comes off an iPhone, doesn't matter if it comes off of, of a camera. I need the best quality photos for the best quality work. Hmm. You, If you want to pursue this as a career, you have to have a camera on you. Because iPhone cameras, they can only do but so much. And most people don't know how to work them. And they're limited to what they can do. So if you go on the portrait mode, it can only go from like here, like eight feet in front of you. Yeah. That's as much as it can go. You can't go farther back. It can't go farther, like, a little bit forward. It, it can only do, like, what's eight feet in front of it, and that's it. Hmm. I, I, I found you off, like, your concert <clears throat> photos. Is that, like, what do you want your legacy to be? Do you want to be known as the guy who takes great photos at concerts or just photos in general or, of like, landscapes? Like, so how do you want this to go? Where I want it to go is I don't want to do photography forever. As much as I love it, the goal is to expand and grow outward because if you're just focusing on photography and constant photography and all this other shit, you're going to be pigeonholed into one lane. And I've seen a lot of people be pigeonholed into one lane. But you mentioned like Ravy B. Like, obviously, I don't know everything she does, but she's made a name for herself. She's made a name for herself. Doing that. But, from she's, what I see. but she's also done like 
campaigns and stuff like that. She's also done portrait work. She's also done uh, landscape stuff. Ravy B is not pigeonholed. She can do whatever the hell she wants because she is that good. She's great. She she's she's in my eyes in five to ten years from now, she would be in the same category as John Jonathan. Hmm. Um, there's a couple other photographers who are um, who are in that lane too. This kid named Danny Photos on um, Twitter. He's taken. I actually think I follow him actually. He's taken like incredible shots, and it it's insane. And because he only uses film, and film is like a hard art to master, because you have to know like what lighting is good, how to focus the camera properly, yeah. and all this other shit. And film is not an easy thing to master. You can master a digital camera in like a week. Hmm. Film, you it takes years to man uh, to like master, and he's mastered it very well. He's taken. I'm just run off the list. He's taking the recent photos of Saba and his um, music that he's putting out. Dope. Those cover arts. He's done um, black. So if you actually, if you buy the album and actually look inside of it, mm-hmm. those are all of his photos. The so, album artwork. Oh, shit. Okay. No, not the album artwork itself. Well, like the artwork inside the book. Of, artwork inside of the, the, the book. and stuff like that, yeah. It's all him. Sick. And who else? Lil Durk. Um, Science of the Streets 3. That cover artwork, it's all him. Mm. And you just you just see it. And then I have my boy Sean. He goes by twenty uh twenty one underscore. It's like literally twenty and then the word one. I saw him at the, the Travis concert. Like to me, me, him, my my homeboy Sator. Yeah. That those two are like the two that I look up to because they are in the same path as me right now. I think they're a lot, eight, ten times better than me, regardless of what photos I take and what moment I capture. Right. They are ten times better than me, and they inspire me to get ten times better. I respect you being able to admit that, especially with people that are so close to you, your friends. It's hard for sometimes for people to admit that someone's doing better than them. I I, I tell my friends all the time. I respect that. Like, you guys are better than me, and you guys inspire me to be a lot better. I have my friend Abby, who's actually in town right now. She was supposed to be with me today. She's taken, I don't know, like there's a legendary photo of Janelle Monet when she was on tour. She captured that, Janelle posted it. Everybody knew who the fuck she was. Mm. And I'm like, bro, like, why aren't you doing this constantly? And she's just like, I just, like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, just do it. You don't have to worry about, like, if you're getting paid or not, whether or not it's, it's, it's going to make you happy. Yeah, you're going to get frustrated at times. Everybody gets frustrated. I'm pretty sure you get frustrated. More than you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just recommend anyone doing anything they have an interest in, even if there's no check attached to it. Because yeah. the experience, the connections you'll be able to get, that's that's way more valuable in my opinion. Yeah, it is. And I'm like, I'm telling my photographer friends, when you're there at the concerts, scope out who the artist manager is because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. So every time I'm at like a concert or a festival, I'm always scoping out to see who, what manager is there. I've met a couple of cool managers. Like Ty, I met Ty's manager. I met this kid named Mike, um, Mark ba- uh, Basie's manager. Mm-hmm. I met um, who else? Um, Kodak's manager, 
Kodak A&R. And how do these conversations happen? You just walk up to them and be like, hey, I'm a photographer. Or you show them your work. You have your work ready to show. No. How, do, how does that work? Because I feel like I can't just walk up to like, <clears throat> who am I a fan of? Joe Budden. I can't walk up to Joe Budden's manager and just say, what's up, yo? Let's work. Um, it, it It's a fine line. You just have to know how to navigate that line. And I think working at Atlantic helped me navigate that because – when you when you're like working in the music business, you have to know how to talk to these uh, artist manager and how to talk to these artists. Teach me, man. How, like, what, what's like your opening line? Like, you you just have to wait for them to get comfortable. It's like it's like one of those things where I'm all right. So I'm gonna go to an example. You saw the Ebro Kodak interview, right? I did. If if you didn't, I don't really think anybody noticed in that opening line. I didn't. He, Ebro specifically said, I did not want to meet you. Yeah. So for me, knowing who Kodak is and how he talks and how he embraces people, he's always on edge. So I've been on multiple video shoots with Kodak. Every time he comes through, he's always on edge. So it's like one of those things where you have to let him get comfortable. You have to let him understand that you're not there to hurt him or endanger him. And nobody, like, as a person, you're not supposed to be like that. You're not supposed to make anybody feel comfortable with who you are. Yeah. So you think Ebro saying that made him uncomfortable and kind of the, sparked the walkout? I mean, outside of him bringing up his allegations and yeah, his it, it's, trial or whatever. But. It's because when you come off with negative energy to anybody, most likely, more than likely, they're going to reciprocate that negative energy. Right. So... It, it's happened numerous times. I've seen it. People people will come off with negative energy and, and somebody will look at them like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And it's, wait, this whole time I'm cursing. Can we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We could curse, man. Oh, I'm <laughs> like, like I'm whole, this whole time, I'm like letting F-bomb the shit. It, like, nah, man. The explicit logo was on the side of the podcast. You could curse. All right. Cool. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> there you like, go. Like, all right. So going back to what I was saying, like, when you, when you come off with static, people will probably just bring it right back to you. Right. This this happens in life in general. So you get, you kind of have to learn how to let the person or artist or management get comfortable first. Like listen into the conversation, put your input when when you feel like it's it's needed. But other than that, you just have to like let everything flow. Yeah. And I'm a person where. Like I said, I let everything like, like everything naturally uh, naturally happen. Let everything flow. I don't force anything. If it's not gonna happen, I'm gonna move on from it. Right. And most people aren't like that. They're gonna hold a grudge. They're gonna be petty as hell. They're gonna be like, oh, we don't fuck with this person, so we're not gonna get this person this or let this person do this, this or that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it, it happen to a couple of photographers too. Like, they come off with a little bit of negative energy when they're talking to people and it's just like, all right, cool. We're not going to fuck with you anymore. Yeah. Relationships are everything. You can't come off negative if you want to yeah. try to build some shit. Yeah. And also, like, the reason why I got so many connections is because I wasn't afraid to ask. Most of my friends are afraid to ask now, like, for stuff. And I'm just like, listen, you're not going to be able to get anywhere in life if you keep your mouth closed. Right. I've gotten friends, multiple like internships at Atlantic. I've gotten friends, like jo- photography jobs and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, 
bro, don't be afraid to ask because if you do not ask, you're not going to get fed. Exactly. And people, you think it just comes down to pride, right? People are yeah. too prideful to ask for help. People are too prideful to ask for help. I don't give a damn. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask me like, yo, can, do you need help with anything? Um, I'm available to help. Um, yo, can you get me into here? I've, and, and I don't bring up past stuff that I did for them. Mm-hmm. That's what most people do. They bring up like past stuff they did for a specific, uh, particular person. And they would hold that against him, like, yo, I did this for you. Can you get me into this? I'm like, no. If somebody's not going to, if you can't get it in and your plug or somebody that you felt before says, no, you can't, move on from it. Right. And I've seen, like, like I said, I've seen multiple people do this little foolishness of just like, if you're not going to get it your way, you're going to hold it against them. I think I, I kind of was like that early on when I started. I, I was, <coughs> I'm a very independent person. So, like, and I'm I, the name isn't just a name, introverted mm-hmm. intuition. I am very introverted, so like I kind of have a hard time interacting with newer people. Uh, so putting myself in this, these extroverted situations every day is definitely getting me more comfortable with myself and learning how to speak to people. So yeah, like you said, it's just well, like we, we said, like just, just don't be prideful if you want to get ahead, basically. Yeah. And um, before I came into the music business, I was like I was extremely introverted, didn't want to talk to anybody. It was just like always to myself. I thought that's how you would be because you're a photographer. I feel you just want to, in my mind, photographers just want to be to themselves with them ca- with their camera. And they don't want to be in the limelight. They want their art to be in the limelight. Yeah. And- so that's why I was surprised that you even wanted to show up today. <laughs> um, it, it's it's mostly like that. I'm mostly like that. I like every time somebody wants to hook up with me to do a photo shoot or something like that, I'm like, I'm always like, eh, I don't want to do it. I don't feel like it. But if it's like for a concert or something like that, I have to like put myself out there and do it. Yeah. And I have to, I'm starting to put myself out there more for like photo shoots and stuff like that and stuff like that. And you just have to like growing, like I said, from the music business and growing up, sometimes you just have to put yourself out there to get these opportunities. Right. Cause none of the shit would have happened if I didn't like try and put myself out there. Yeah. So there's that. So, um, but you you mentioned before, like where you keep mentioning that you want to be in the music business. You don't want to be a photographer forever. What does that entail? Do you want to be an A and R, a manager, so um, an artist? <laughs> I I can't make music for the life of me. <laughs> Jesus Christ! If you heard some of the stuff, you tried to rap. I've tried to rap. Shit sounded terrible. Man, I, we all been there, man. I have a sixteen somewhere in my house. <sighs> I have. I had a friend record something I rapped, and I was just like, throw that shit away. Oh, I wish you had it today. <laughs> It was bad, and every time I'm in the, these interviews for like jobs and stuff like that for working in the music business, it's like, "Have you made music before?" I'm like, "Yes," but it sounds terrible. And they're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "I used to rap and try and sing, and shit." They were just like, "Okay." <laughs> and then working in the music business for me, it's it's about whatever capacity I, I can do. Because I'm such a creative person, like whether it be music, whether it be like marketing, whether it be actual video stuff, it's for me, I'm like, my mind is always like turning, like what can be better? What can, what can make this thing great? Right. And for me working in A&R, uh, working as an assistant for, um, his name is Riggs, working as, as an assistant for Riggs, it it sparked that a lot more because one, I barely, I, I didn't, I barely did anything for him. 
if I'm going to be completely honest. But what I took it upon myself to do was when I was there, the assignment basically was to answer phones and manage this calendar. That's basically it. Sounds easy. Easy. He didn't ask me to do anything. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just basically sitting at a desk for nine, ten hours out of, day, of a day, mm-hmm. not doing anything. Let me just try and do something. So I decided to do artist research. Started to look up artists on sound. Just you know how like when you get into like that hole of SoundCloud and yeah. the, like the hole of social media in general, the rabbit hole. Yeah, you like you start to find shit that you you find it cool. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And this is like three weeks out of March. I mean, I don't know, out of August, three weeks of finding artists, and I would present it to him at the end of the week every Friday. He was like, at the end of the assignment, he was like, you. You're not what I expected. Mm. And he meant that in the most sincere way possible because he was like, I just expected you to come here, sit around, not do anything, just lollygag, whatever. And like, just basically like be somebody who just took advantage of the opportunity. Yeah. And he was like, you actually took advantage of the opportunity. So what I mean by taking advantage of the opportunity of just like sitting around and not doing anything mm-hmm. and just being here and present, he meant, like I meant, like just taking away from somebody else who could have done a better job, who just being in a building because you have a connection there. Yeah. Just being there because you got you got lucky and not doing anything with it. When I tell people, and what he, what he was telling me I did was, you took it upon yourself to do other things that weren't required. You took it upon yourself to let yourself be heard and let yourself be seen. You took it upon yourself to actually try and get into this path because most people would just sit around and not do anything. And hope it falls in their lap. Yeah. Yeah. And like I'm still doing it now. Like every every time I'm like on my laptop going into the like rabbit hole of SoundCloud. And I send them like artists uh, research, artist reviews, artist bios, and stuff like that. Of, like who I'm finding and what mu- type of music they make, and and how they sound and how they would be better. And he really appreciates that because I think I showed him like two people, and he was like, "Wait, replay that? Mm. Replay that back?" He said it like ten times. He played that back, replay that back, replay that back, replay that back. And he was like. You have an air for this. Most people don't. I'm like, yeah. And he was asking me, like, growing up, was I the person that people came to for music? I was like, for sure. <laughs> like, 100%. I put my friends on to Chance the Rapper. Put my friends on to uh, Kendrick. Yeah. Put my friends on to Big Sean. Put my friends on to, not necessarily Wiz, because Wiz was already out when I got into high school. Yeah. Um, Who else? Put my friends on to Saba, put my friends on to Vic Mensa, put my friends on to the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Right. Like some of the bigger acts today, I didn't even think that they were gonna be good. I put my friends on to Travis. Damn. I'm not I'm still not a believer. Everyone you said I, I'm a believer in it except for Saba. I'm still a little one foot in, one foot out. Listen listen to to Care for You. The album that came out this year. That for me is the best album that came out. It's it, like for me, it's in between Saba 
and Travis. Album of the year. Album of the year. Damn. I mean, I- and and don't let, let's not let's be clear. Cardi and Nipsey for me are up there too, but they're like those two are first tier, second tier, and then it's like Mac Miller and oh, what else album came out this year? It's crazy. All the mainstream acts that people would name for album of the year are not in my top five at all. Really? Who's your, what's your top five? I have it written down in a separate note. Hold on. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of any of these people. I mean, I'm sure you have, but... Um, you forget. Uh, you forget. I want to be an A&R. So for I, sure. I hear my, a lot my top five albums of the year, in no particular order. One, Cali Uchis, uh, Isolation. Okay. Number two, J, uh, J.I.D. Jid, um, DiCaprio 2. Okay. Three... Room 25, no name. Okay. Number four, Buddy, Harlan and Alondra. That's my shit. That's 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 a third tier for me. Um, And this number five is, is a little tough. It's between Mick Jenkins, Pieces of a Man, and the underachievers, uh, See Through the Rain. Okay. Or After the Rain, sorry. So you're like a person that mainly is like who goes to the, like the under, underground sound. And for me, I love that too because... Grew up on Mick Jenkins. I was at his um, first art show that he had like way back, mm. like 2015. This is before I started using my camera or anything like that. Right. And I saw him. I introduced myself. He was like, "Yo, like if you ever if you ever need help." I told him like, "If you ever need help anything, let me know." Like you know how like you say that to somebody and they're like, "Okay, cool." Yeah. Saw him again. Like I don't need you. Like yeah. Some shit. Yeah. I saw him again. He was like, "Oh shit, you're that kid that said if I need help or anything." I'm like, "Yeah." Saw him again at his, um, he had like this little album like release performance thing. Okay. And that shit was dope. Um, seen No Name, listened to No Name for a while. I saw her before she was even like heard of. This is before she put out her first project. I think it was 2015. She was doing like features with like Chance and shit. Like, yeah. That's exactly what it was. She popped up at Chance's tour. Um, all I remember is he had drum. Um, and Metro B- Drum Tokyo and Metro Boomin on that tour, mm-hmm. and that same day that the to- uh, the show was happening, Drum filmed the um, the what song was that? It had Scissor on it. Oh, um, uh, Caretaker. Yes. Yeah. That was the same day that they filmed that that um, that music video. They filmed it at the concert. Oh shit. And that was the first time I. That was the second time I saw Scissor. I saw her like uh, Hofstra like a year before that. I just saw her. What was the, one of the festivals this earliest year? Was it not Panorama? Not Governor's. Was it Governor's Ball? She was at. I think so. Yeah, that's my. That's my first time ever seeing her live. And see her. See her live. Shit, that was my first time, and she was fucking the same. Um, Sounds exactly the same as the album. Yeah. <laughs> and you and JID like yeah that Dreamville connection. I, I already knew that shit was gonna be fire. Man. <laughs> like I didn't know the I, I heard the last album I didn't really like it what was it called the Never, Never Story yeah the Never Story I didn't wasn't really, I wasn't a, I wasn't a believer on that I liked the song of Black and that was pretty much it but man the beats are cleaned up on this shit the bars are everywhere like I already knew this shit was gonna be fire because um, Felton just told me like the creative process that he's going through is crazy because he was on tour while he was recording this shit too okay so he's telling me he, I heard he did an inter- he did an interview saying he's got a whole project coming with no ID. Yeah, I'm like, what? That's gonna be insane. When I say this kid is this kid, like people, I genuinely believe this kid is next. 
people genuinely believe this kid is next and they have it for a reason. Up until this point, there wasn't an artist that got me this giddy about music except for Joey Badass. 2012 was like the last time music, like hip hop specifically like this got me genuinely excited. And what he got next, I'm excited for it. I can't turn this project off. That that <laughs> that project, you know, oh, fuck, I fucked up my list so badly. What, your top five? Yeah. You want, you want to redo it? So for me, it's, who did I say was top two? Oh, Care For You um, and World. So those two, in no particular order. Sickle Mode is song of the year, in my opinion. It is. There's no nothing better. Ah, uh, what else? What else came out this year? It's like I mean, Mo Bamba kind of popped, but it was out. So, that song in the summer. Song in the summer. That song in the summer. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, I wish I could pull, can I pull up the charts right now if I can. Post Post dropped some shit. Rockstar was a pretty big song. Uh, fuck Rockstar. I hate, I hate song. that song. I like the album though. I I love the album. I did, like the song that should have been the single was better now. Instead of Rockstar. Yeah, I could see that. But no credit credit to 21 Savage. He made that song a lot better. I'm looking at the iTunes charts. I mean, there's like Uproar with Lil Wayne. I'm not a fan. Money, Cardi B. You had Nonstop uh, Drake. I, that's my shit, but. You had Cardi with um, I Like It. Wait, was that Chant? No, that's not. That's like uh, J Balvin and. Yeah, J, J Balvin and. um. Who else? J Balvin and Bad Bunny. Bad, Bad Bunny. Lucy Dreams by Juice World. That's a pretty big track. I don't like it. I, I like hate that shit. I like Wasted more. <laughs> I hate that. With Lil Uzi Vert. I hate Juice I hate Juice World's music, but I can <laughs> understand why it popped. <laughs> he is just like another offspring of these the other little the Lil's and the Youngins or whatever the fuck their names oh are. Oh my god, what song came out this year? Psycho Tide Out Sign. Psycho Post. No, Psycho came out at the end of last year. Oh shit. Uh, any six nine Fifi is that, is that your Fuck shit? Fuck <laughs> that nigga. <laughs> oh no, Tiger Taste. That's, that's a big record that people sleep on. Well, Offset Taste. Taste is Taste is Taste would be up there with Mo Bamba for song of the summer. Mm. It's not. It's not the song of the year because it, like right now you don't hear it as much. Right. Um. Shit. I'm trying to go all the way back. When it's I say I have a- too much damn music on my damn phone, I have too much damn music but, on my damn phone. But too much damn music dropped this year. Like, that is true. I, I forgot that Culture 2 dropped earlier this year. I thought that was last year. And until I saw, like, the best albums of the year, Sam Migos, the Culture 2 dropped, like, this year. Wait, like, that shit dropped this year? I think that was, like, January or February. Yeah. Nah, you're lying. I'm dead ass. It was in Col- Complex. It's, like, top f- fucking 50 albums of the year. Fuck out of here. I'm that like, shit what? came out the... Yo, you know what thing that, that... You know, I tweeted this last night. I was like, you know 2018 has been long. The fucking World Cup happened this year, too. When? Exactly. <laughs> when the fuck the World Cup happened? The World Cup happened in Je- uh, July and August. I don't. Remember. I completely forgot about that shit. I don't remember that. I, I yo, I specifically remember it came coming out. And I'm like, wait, nah, it, this shit came out. Man, I don't know how I kept up with as much. I don't know how these. How I'm really gonna solidify my year end list. I mean, the albums I named, the albums I love. Oh shit, yo, I'm still. But, it was crazy. I'm still going back. And seeing all the albums that released this year, <laughs> I can't find anything. I don't know, man. Like that's that's this that's is the a, era this, we're in, man. This is America was one of the best songs of the year. I say best video, not song. I say best song. Um, I'd say best be, probably the best video now. in the, of the year. All right, so for me, it best albums. It's Care for You, 
Astro World. Um, fuck, it was one. Uh, Buddy and Alondra, Dirty Computers. Mm, and that was in there for me too. But uh, um, there's this kid, it uh, the Vision of Privacy. I'm not throwing that in there. <laughs> it's hard, man. Nah, because I, I have friends who like you work for you work for Atlantic, so you work for their marketing team. Oh, so you're Atlantic bias. Yeah. Um, for me, actually, it's Action Bronson dropped a good project. I like that. People slept on that. Rocky, uh, Belly, he dropped a good album. I love Belly's album. I just don't put that in the the, the, the top rank. Brockhampton, kinda. I love Brockhampton. Um, I have a little bit of bias there because my homeboy is their NR. Yeah, um, you got mad connections, yo. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> I hate when people say that. I'm like, yo, you got mad connections. Put me on. Nope. No, I, I, I didn't. I didn't finish that sentence. I didn't say put me on. I'm just saying, you got mad friends. Oh uh, shit, yo, this thing goes back a while, and this shit is annoying to me. Yeah, it's been a long year, man. No Scorpion, no Eminem. Fuck those two albums. <laughs> I hate them. I, lo- I love Scorpion. But Eminem's album is garbage to me. I love, I love, I used to love Eminem, but that shit is just terrible. I think Eminem is committing career suicide as we speak. Doing a, why are you doing an eleven minute freestyle with no beat, my nigga? Like, stop. He's, he's stupid. He's stupid. He's, he's trying stupid. to prove he can rap. You can rap. We get it. Oh, there was a song that came out this year, and I fucking loved it, and I can't find it. I was hating on Kod, but I, I love it. I still love it. I love K. I, here's the thing about I hated on it for the longest. I hate it on Cole for the longest. That's what I said. KOD for me, when I first heard it, it was, <laughs> for me, it was like refreshing because I was at the the album the album release at Gramercy. Oh, shit. The, right pop, in, the pop-up shit or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's crazy was I, what happened? I think I was at work or something like that. No, I was at school. Saw that shit that he posted, and then he was like, at Gramercy, I'm like, fuck. I'm all the way in Brooklyn. I'm not going to get there in time. <laughs> get there. I'm like one of the first people there. I'm like, all right, cool. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> all the way in Brooklyn. So he posted that shit at like 2 o'clock. I'm in Brooklyn. It takes a while to get to like Manhattan, like almost an hour. Yeah. Especially that time of the day, I feel. Yeah. It, kids coming out of school, all this other fuck shit. Yeah. I get there around 3 o'clock. I'm one of the first people there. I'm like, what the fuck? And then they tell us that you can't have a bag with you. So I'm like, all right. Because I had to connect, because I was an intern at Atlantic, I was like, all right, let me just drop this shit off. Yeah. And one of my homegirls, she was there. I was like, you're coming with me. I got my I got my band already. Get your ass up. Let's go. She was like, no, I don't want to go. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> This is J. Cole we're talking about. Yeah. You're a big you're a big you're a big fan of him. Let's go. She came, we got she we enjoyed ourselves. Man was right in front of me. If I had my phone on me or my camera. Mm, the greatest shots of your life, probably. The absolute greatest shots. I I think it's so dumb that you can't like bring in a camera, but you bring an iPhone. I think that's so stupid. The the thing about it was they had us put our phones in like this little morphe, like a, like a little case. Yeah. And they shut it. So you could not look at your phone. You could not text anybody. You couldn't do anything. Wait, was it like labeled? And is it, like, no, like literally they put it in like this like little f- soft pouch 
and they shut it with like a pin. And the only way you can get it out is if they have like uh, a magnetic thing to pop it out. What the fuck? It was crazy. That's but, some some crazy shit. No, but it it for for what it was, it built hype around the album. So that's why I'm saying like it 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 did what it was supposed to do. Yeah, the album didn't do what it was supposed to do. But no Grammys, nothing like that. It, it he he got honest to God, he didn't get snubbed because there was a lot uh, like five better albums and they're all represented right now. Yeah, Travis, Mac Miller, Nipsey, Cardi, who else? I think I will say they nominated Mac because he's dead, but I feel like people slept on the album when it came out. No, because that's I'm, Mac's best project. Yeah, it is. Because you got to think about it. It came out the same time Astroworld came out. The same day. Yeah. So most people are going to listen to Travis because it's Travis. Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't is, know where Travis would be like now. Like Travis. No, 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 no. Prior to Astroworld, I don't think he was doing arenas and shit like that. No, 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 no. no. He, was doing, he was doing like festival buildings. See, like he was doing, like I said, New York Expo Center. Yeah. He did 15,000 people. Fifteen. Think about that. Fifteen thousand people all in one warehouse for Travis Scott alone. Yeah. Kids, teenagers, my age, fucking wild. I just don't think people's expectations of Travis at that time when Asheville just came out were as high. Oh, I, I, I already, I already knew that Travis is gonna be like top tier. Like at this point now, yeah. Fast forward, because you gotta think about it. You had rodeo. You had days before. You had what was it? Um, fuck! What was his first mixtape? Owl Pharaoh or some shit like that. Owl Pharaoh. You had Days Before Rodeo. You had Rodeo. Yeah. You had Birds in the Trap sing McKnight, and you have Asherwell now. Just think about that progression. Starting out, yeah. you're just trying to find your sound. Trash. Trash. Very look, beginning. No, you had Upper Echelon. That that's a hit. That, that's that was the only hit. That was the cleanest one. Uptown was a hit. I don't know that one. Uptown had ASAP Ferg on it. I don't know that one. That shit is that shit was a hit. I need to go back and and go to Travis Discovery. And then you go you go from up upper echelon and uptown and all these other songs, like Little Bangers, to Days Before Rodeo. Just think about Days Before Rodeo. You had That Mamacita on there was on Rodeo itself. That was that was Mama, uh, Mamacita was on um Days Before. Okay. You had Mamacita, you had um Fuck, let me hold on. <laughs> Cause I, you know you you probably know more more than I do. I'm just getting now in tune with Astro Road and going back bits and pieces to his older shit, but the singles uh I like. So all right, so you had I just couldn't understand him up to this point. Days before rodeo, you had all right, days before rodeo, you had Drugs You Can Try, you had uh Quintana, you had Mama Sita, what else? Um, you had Backyard, you had Don't Play. Don't Play was a single. Mm. It had Big Sean and the 1975 on it. That sounds lit. I, mean, I missed that one. And you have, like, it, that whole project was just bangers. And then you go to Rodeo, you, and you see the pro- progression that he went through. And most people don't. So you have uh, 3,500. You have, what was it? Pray for Love. You have piss in your grave. You have antidote. Mm. Yeah, antidote's heart. Yeah. You have Maria. I'm drunk. You have flying high. You have apple pie, and then you have okay, all right with schoolboy Q. Just think about that. Mm-hmm. Crazy, 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 crazy bangers. And then you have oh, and then you have on this side. 
So it's just like in the with Quavo. Yeah. Um, and then what was it? Uh, Birds in the Trap. This is the Travis Scott timeline right here. The progression of Travis Scott's career, career first hand. <laughs> and then you have the ends with humming from Kid Cudi, his biggest idol. So you, if you know who Kid Cudi is, everybody loves Cudi. Yeah. You, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Did you love his, um, his stuff growing up? Yeah, the first Man on the Moon, uh, the first album, the first two albums are my favorite. When it gets to like Indie Cud and um, what was the most recent solo shit? Oh, um, Passion, uh, Passion Pain and Demon Slaying? No, the one before that. Uh, it's like the wavy like album cover. Oh, uh, I know which one you're talking about. Um, uh, that one was terrible. Through and through. I don't remember the name. I, I have a different opinion on that, but we're going to get into that later. <laughs> So we're going to, after we get to Travis, we're going to go to Cuddy. Okay, we'll do fucking break breakdowns. Let's do it. And then you have The Ends with Cuddy. You have Way Back. You have Coordinate. Through the Late Night with Cuddy again. Beeb's in the Trap with Nav. Everybody hates Nav now. I don't hate Nav. I like his album. His, his <laughs> that, self-titled album. It was album. crazy. This is the first time everybody, anybody heard of Nav. It was on Beeb's in the Trap. Really? The first time I heard him was that song he did with The Weeknd in some way. That was the first time I heard him ever. And for me, yeah. my introduction was Beavs in the Trap. And that's a bad one. Yeah. Well, no. Beavs in the Trap is actually good. But Nav's part is bad. Yeah. Well, no. Nav's part was actually good. It's like, I think it was when he showed his face was when everybody was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, I think he got some backlash from saying nigga because he's, he's uh, whatever he is, not black. I think that's like what I, one of my personal introductions to him as well. Eh, I have a different opinion on that. So, and then... For Travis, it goes sweet, sweet, outside, goosebumps. First take was terrible. And then you have pick up the phone with Young Thug. So you're telling me that the hype was there for Travis leading into Astroworld? The hype was there. Especially with, like, you saw him get snubbed for this. This is actually a really good album, if you think about it. Okay. Like, when you first hear it the first time, you're like, okay, there's some stuff that could have been hit better here. But when you see the lineup for um, Rap Album of the Year for 2016... This should have been on it. Hmm. Like, completely. I don't it remember should. who was there, but I'm pretty... If, if, wait, I believe what you're saying. And then, and then you go to now, you just see, like, like absolutely the progression. And he didn't put out anything in 2017, either. No, I think he did a lot of feature. That was feature-heavy, yeah. It was feature-heavy. Yeah. And it was just like, he was just, like, trying to get it. He was trying to build on anything. And then you hear Astro... We first... You heard him say, like, Astroworld coming soon. And I was like, all right, cool. And then he put out that visual. Yeah. So everything, and he, you know, if you if you know Travis, he hasn't done visuals at all. Like, there's barely any visuals from Travis. There's like, I've seen, like, the Mama Cita visual. and I have not seen that. I don't think that, that ever, um, he, he filmed it, but I don't think it ever came out. I feel like I've seen the whole video. I think that's a song. Um, Rich Homie Kwan and... Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I've seen that. He's he's like has the fucking mask on, the fucking mankind has, mask or whatever. A, he has a mask on. And yeah, then Young Thug and, and Rich Homie Kwan are like in like this little Atlanta parking lot. I think that's the only music video besides Sicko Mode and what he's done recently. Like, uh, um, the, he has trying to be God. He, he he has a video for um for Goosebumps too, but he hasn't really put out like a full like rollout of visuals. Yeah, this time you have stargazing. You have, what was it, um, Sickle Mode. 
you have Ch- Stop Trying to Be God. I'm pretty sure he's going to put out another one soon. I think he just did. Oh, no, that was A$AP Rocky, my bad. <laughs> His album was terrible this year. Yeah. Yeah, there was so much. The, the, the fucking Instagram snippets were better than the album. Yeah. I only like maybe five songs. The only song that I like is the one with Cuddy and, um, and Tip. The one that came out, the, the uh, remix. Yeah, yeah. Um, ASAP Forever. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's the only one. I yeah. like 143rd. I like Tony Tone. That's cool. But Tony Tone is my other favorite song on it. Praise the Lord with Skepta. That's the sing- that's the is, single. Isn't Tony? No. Praise no, the, praise the, the, yeah, I like Praise the Lord. I don't like Tony Tone at all. Yeah. He disappointed. And I, I hate that that nigga was the whole promo up to the shit was saying, I'm going to try to prove people I can fucking rap. But there's more melodies in him kind of doing his cutty shit than rapping. Rap, rap now has turned into a melodies game. It hasn't turned into like the lyrical shit. So is, is that why Travis is winning? He's all melodies for the most part. He's not he's not barring yeah. niggas. That, that's the main reason why he's winning. He's a superstar for that. He he can create melodies better than anybody. Right. Except for Cuddy. Yeah, right now, yeah. Right now, yeah. And that that's just the end of it. And then if you go go to like Cuddy, I actually took photos of him when he was in Central Park. Doing what? He was performing. Was that how how long ago was that? Like that was last year. Last year, all uh, I remember the date exactly. October sixth, twenty seventeen. What was that for though? Was that like an event? That was his. That was for his passion pain and demon slaying toy. This was just as, after he got out of rehab. Mm, okay. And it was, in, it was insane. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think kids would fucking mosh the cutty. <laughs> Dog, I was pissed the fuck off. <laughs> I was just like, yo, you, y'all not raging right now. Yeah. The fucking marijuana, raging to marijuana. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Bunch of that's what that's like all that's like the standard for concerts now raging just <clears throat> jumping up and down that's nah, the new standard nah y'all y'all can have for me I like a chill vibe yeah I I, I rage when I want to rage I'm like I'm for Cuddy I'm looking for a chill vibe you rage to the appropriate songs you rage to the appropriate songs these niggas were fucking going off from the jump I'm like <laughs> what is wrong with y'all yeah surfing you can rage to yeah and, and and like some of the other songs that he had. You don't rage the fucking marijuana. <laughs> you sound dead ass tight. I'm tight. <laughs> Yo, it was so bad because it ruined the concert for me. Although I did get some good photos of him, it ruined the concert for me because it's just like, I'm there for Cuddy. I'm not there to rage. I'm not there to, to fucking wild out. I'm I'm there for Cuddy and to listen to him because yeah. this is the first time he's been on tour in a while. Mm-hmm. And then you have these little ass 17, 18 year olds just fucking... Off the shits, off pills, off fucking Zans, off fucking weed and alcohol. You don't, do you indulge in any of that? Hell no. Like none? Even none. weed, alcohol? None. Because for me, it's about keeping my mind clear. And because I'm a photographer, sometimes if you drink and smoke and do all this shit, it inhibits your artistic, like, clarity. Yeah. And I've seen friends do it drunk and they come out, their photos come out terrible. Uh, as expected. You have I've seen friends do shit do this shit high. I'm like their shit comes out terrible. Like if you're gonna do this, have like a clear mind while doing it. So let me you can remember it back. It, you can remember it back. Most people don't remember the shit that they did. Like if they were off the shit. So have you ever been to an event? You want to go take photos? It just every every photo came out terrible. Like in your opinion. And if that does, if that has happened, let's just say hypothetical. Like, do you ever like get depressed? Like when photos come out terrible? Yes, definitely. How, so how do you deal with that depression? Um, uh, concerts, concert where my photos were terrible. Um, 
where you just personally weren't satisfied, I guess. Because I feel like you have a lot in the, like, a lot of photos you haven't posted. So that means you didn't think they're not good, right? I, I, there was a Shoreline, show, Shoreline Mafia show that happened in, like, August or something like that, or September or something like that. And I hated every single one of them. But it wasn't because, like, I was bad. It was just I didn't have the right angle. Yeah. Like, where I was, it just wasn't good. And there's just too many of them niggas. <laughs> it's four niggas. You can't capture four niggas all in one photo. I saw you dropped a new project. I haven't listened, but the the Christmas one. Yeah, that's actually really good. And they they did they did something really good for this year. Um, well, this today actually they have like this little um, Christmas give back. Right. So you can buy toys and and drop it off to like this little box or this little section at Rolling Loud. Hmm. And it's all funded by Shoreline Mafia. Like literally, these the as much as people want to talk shit about Shoreline, these kids are for like the kids of their neighborhood. Yeah, they care about the kids. They they care about like the people that they um in their communities and stuff like that. Most artists aren't doing that. What about you? Do you? I I care about that shit. Although I don't have the funds to do it to give back to people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's it's. It's refreshing to do that when you see people do that. And if you're put in a position to yourself where you can do it, yeah, just do it. Because giving back to people is the best thing you can do. It can make somebody's day. It can brighten your day. Or it can even just, like, enhance your mindset. Because, hmm. like, when before I started photography, I had to volunteer at this thing called the Police Athletic League. Okay. And did that for a whole summer. And it was one of the best things I did. Granted, it was frustrating because you didn't, you were volunteering, you didn't have any money and all this other shit. But when you're volunteering and you're doing it just because you want to, hmm. it's the best thing in the world because you, you see the appreciation on these kids' faces. You see the appreciation on the counselors' faces. You see the appreciation on the program director's faces. And they don't want to give you, like, you're not entitled to it. You you don't feel like you're entitled to anything. Right. Kids that work in, um, for summer youth, not knocking them, they just want to check in so they can move on and do their own thing. Yeah. For me, I did it because I wanted to and because partially because I didn't have anything to do that summer. <laughs> but it was like, it was one of the best decisions I ever made to do that. So what type of camera do you use now? Um, a Canon 6D Mark II. Actually, I actually have it in my bag. How much is it? What's the market price for that? Oh, shit. Right now, to get, like, everything included, like a like a battery and everything and, like, a camera lens, <laughs> it's, like, 2400 Shit. And do you, like, try to upgrade every year or do you keep the same camera? Like, do you recommend anyone do that? Like, keep up with the trend of cameras? No, do not do that. <laughs> because you will fuck your pocket up and yeah. you will fuck your credit up. That's exactly what the fuck I did. Shit. Um, but it wasn't because I brought the camera. I I, brought, I I got it as a graduation gift for graduating college mm-hmm. and for my birthday. I think, you know what it was? My mom told me it was like a com- com- combination of things. It was a Christmas gift, graduation gift, and a birthday gift. Oh, shit. So you ain't get shit else after that. Oh, I did. Oh. <laughs> I just I just had to finesse my way. Like my birthday, I, I got, I had to buy my phone. So I brought this shit for myself. Mm-hmm. My mom just gave me like $200 and it was just like, here, just Word. do whatever you want with it. Um, But- I didn't ask for Christmas gifts this year because it's just like 
you got you like you got me that and I got my phone. Like I don't need anything else. Hmm. And like for anybody who wants to upgrade like every year, don't do it. Do not do it. Yeah, this sounds like a waste of money. Well, not waste, but like you'll be wasting a lot. You're spending a lot of money. Yeah, you're spending a lot of money for what? To only use a camera for a year, and then what happens after that? You're throwing the camera to the side. Yeah. Like the camera I that I started with, it's like sitting in my house not doing anything. Like I have a couple of friends who want to buy it. I'm just like this shit is garbage. Like <laughs> don't. Like I'd rather you get like a a good quality camera than something that like I started out with and it's beat up. Hmm. Like literally, if you see the camera, you're just like it's been through hell. You mentioned your friends a lot. Like, it seemed like you really have a close group of friends. Like, have you dealt with any loss of people? Like, people not really supporting or believing in your, your journey? Oh, they had to cut off? And how'd you deal with no, that? No, it, it, it's not about cutting off. Um, you just, you have to move on. People grow. People people grow. People, some people just genuinely don't have the time and interest to, to keep up with your life. Yeah. Some people just don't, like, like just way too fucking busy. I I don't fault them. I don't I do. I don't I don't fault them. I don't have any aggression towards them. There is there's only probably like two people that I ever cut off. Every, everybody is just like we either moved on from like each other or we're busy as hell. We so we can't keep up in contact. I I feel the complete opposite. I mean, maybe I'm a little bit more emotional than you are, but I, I keep I value the relationships I have with people, right? So if you see me going, putting all my time into something that I love and you can't take the time out of your day or any point of your life because you're not always busy to support what I'm doing in any way, especially in the social media age where you can just post something and you can just let it fly and let it sit there, right? If you won't support what I love, then you might as well, you just want to see me, you don't care about me. You don't care about my existence. If you see this is giving me, this is fueling my soul and my life and making me happy, then you just, you don't care about that. In my opinion, see, I have a, I, I, I've, I have a different view on it because I've seen people cut me off for not doing that, hmm. but also at the same time, I, I see where you're coming from and I see where they're coming from. Yeah, I, I see both sides. I respect it. Like I get it, but just n- let me know that you're there in my corner, right? From like from like. For me, it's all about when you can. Yeah. It's not about you don't have to do it often. You don't have to do it at all, actually. You don't have to. For me, it's about, like, you don't have to ask for somebody's time. You don't have to ask for somebody's, like, pay. Like, oh, fuck. What is the word? Oh, this <laughs> is. Um, <laughs> fuck. Yo, this is bad. This time you tell I'm tired. I've been working nonstop and yeah. I can't remember shit. We almost done. It's all good. If you can't remember. <laughs> um, you don't have to ask for anybody's time. You don't have to ask for anybody's patience. You don't have to ask for anybody's acceptance and everything. You just have to, when they want to like support you, they will. Yeah. If they don't want to support you at all, then so be it. Like, I don't have any hard feelings. Like you're doing your thing. I'm doing my thing. We, we, don't have to talk or anything like that. But if I see you, I see you. And that's usually how it goes for me. I respect how you feel. I respect and that. And, like, most people don't get that. They usually take, like, a grudge towards everything. I'm just like, so we're getting mad at somebody because they're not supporting you. Yeah. And not, this is not a shot at anybody, but you're not you're getting mad because they're not supporting you because they just don't feel like supporting you or they just don't feel like, like, 
entertaining it. That's just I just feel like that's disingenuous. Like if we're friends, if we are, I'm calling you my friend, someone I trust. Mm-hmm. Like just it's just like why not? Like what? Why wouldn't you? You know? What's the why, what's the answer to the why? <sighs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't you support your friend? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just don't get it. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I I like sometimes I have a different view of everything than most people. Yeah. Like my values are different. They're like, why do you have so many friends? I'm like, uh, why why not have so many? Like why not? Yeah, yeah. Like you can meet all these people. You can still have a core group of friends, but you can be cool with everybody. Like I'm literally if like if you know me and you see my Twitter activity, you see how I am on Instagram and all this other stuff, you can see like I'm cool with everybody on my timeline. Like I crack jokes. Yeah. I will flame you and then I expect to be flamed back. <laughs> I will give you sympathy when you need it. Not often. I'm usually like the ruthless friend that that tells you how the fuck it is. I respect it. And people need that. And it's just like you 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 have to know when and where to like operate in life. So what are your goals for yourself going forward 2019? What, what, what do you want to accomplish? What do you want to be manifested into your life? What's, um, what's next for you, Nick? What's next for me? Uh, I'm just taking life as it comes. Hmm. I'm, I, I, like, I had no expectation for photography in general. When I first started, I was just like, I'm just doing it just because I love art. Love the art. Love music. Love concerts. Might as well combine that. And it just comes into art. The, and I didn't, I didn't like expect anything from it. Like I said, right. didn't expect to get an internship because of it. Didn't expect to get opportunities to shoot festivals because of it. I just did it because I love doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just letting life come as it is. Um, the only expectation I have is just to at least make a little bit of money from it now. Right. Because I've put in, what, two years in, into it. And it's two years. Most people don't make, start making money until three, four, five years. Yeah, I'm already ahead of their track, so hopefully I can make some money from it. If I don't, so be it. If I do, cool. Right. You're just taking it day by day. Day by day, by day night by night, moment by moment, <laughs> literally how it goes. I respect it. And. I think that's how everybody should live. Just like taking it moment by moment by moment. Because I went through like a dark time of just like being negative as hell. And graduating college, getting hit, and all this other stuff just like made me appreciate things a hell of a lot more. And I don't think people, people like appreciating stuff until they're gone. So like artists when they're gone... As you can see, everybody's going ape shit over at Triple X. Yeah. You see his his posters, his flyers, everything all over. The, um, the fucking streams for the albums, the songs, out of this world. Yeah. And even if you like if you actually like go around the city, you see his his posters all over the city. Like his album posters hmm. for um skins. Is that the, what the album's called? Yeah, it just came out, yeah. You see him all over the city. I was in Grand Central yesterday. I'm walking up. I'm like, wait, hold up. There's some wait, wait. Is this <laughs> this whole the whole like if you go to the seven train? Right. All the posters are all the skins album. Like if you That's literally nuts. 
it's crazy. And then you walk down like somebody's somebody's like um Union Square, same thing. All skins. It's crazy how they're promoting the album, but it's I could I can respect it. They didn't they didn't do that for his last two albums. Yeah. I wonder I wonder why, but I mean he, you know the ex is ex is like a personal person. Yeah. Like he he like he's only care about who his fans are. He doesn't care about anybody else. Mm-hmm. And that reflected in the album rollout for the first two albums. And plus, the first two albums he was in jail for. Yeah. So he can't really po- like promote it properly. Yeah, him personally, he couldn't probably get his and team. He can't, shit, but yeah. And can he, he can't even promote this one. He has, his mom has to promote it. Yeah. So. Hmm. Uh, so we have a segment on this podcast called Don't Sleep. This is where we just recommend things people shouldn't sleep on. Uh, you have anything people shouldn't sleep on music-wise? Um, you can even say don't sleep on yourself, sleep on you, your art, whatever. <laughs> Well, don't sleep on me. That's all I can say. But um, there's this girl named Danielle Davis. She's from L.A. She is a phenomenal singer. She put out a project called May 8th, like back in June. Hmm. And the album album is like really, really, really fucking good. Granted, it's mixed bad, but you can hear the potential potential and the pain that's in her voice because – she talks about a lot of personal shit on there. Um, I had the opportunity to talk to her, like, and follow her for a while now, and she's just like gearing up to put out more new music. So I would say, don't sleep on her, and don't sleep on. Hold on, there's a, there was an album that I was listening to that everybody <laughs> was like, Nick, why you try to find it? I guess I'll say my don't sleeper or don't sleep. Um... I don't know. After this conversation, I'm just hearing just someone who's kind of really confident and focused. So I would just say, just don't sleep on yourself and don't sleep on your journey because shit's going to happen when it's going to happen. And don't try to force it. Don't try to rush anything because the fruits of your labor will be received when it's time for you to receive them. Yeah. And just be patient. You got to be patient. Don't sleep on... Um, don't sleep on the value of having a support system. Mm. Some people don't have it. Some people, if they don't have it, they don't get to their potential. They don't meet their potential. You're right. And don't sleep on making connections and keeping those connections. Because if you ruin any type of connection, whether it be music, whether it be in life, whether it be a job opportunity, you're not going to get anything ever again yeah. once that connection is ruined. Like as much as you try. So. Yeah. First impressions, everything too. Don't people we need to remember that? As well. Yeah, I walked in literally. I walked in today, and he he saw me. He was like, "Who the fuck is this kid?" Nah, because like yeah, like I said, like I know your art. I don't know what you look like. So I'm like, how do you even get in the building? Yeah, he was looking <laughs> at me. I'm like, who the fuck is this kid? And then he was like, "Wait, Nick." I'm like, "Yeah." He was like, "Oh shit, my bad." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm tired too, just as tired as you. So I'm like out of it. But thank you for coming, man. I really no appreciate, thank appreciate you. your time, your energy. I'm definitely gonna be following you. Going forward in your journey. If you ever need somebody to come back, I'm, you, I'm, I'm willing to come back. You can come back anytime, man. And like I, I support anything you do going forward. If you need any help from the studio or from me personally, I got you no matter what. All right, cool. Uh, you want to shout out your social media? We get out of here. Um, all right. So you can follow me on Instagram at Nick WMYC. Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to put it in the bio in the yeah, description. Yeah. Um, and the same thing for Twitter, but the Twitter has an underscore, Nick WMYC underscore. Um, yeah, that's that's basically it. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.